Cords and Courts. It is your host, Sean Kavanaugh. I've been away a little bit. Jumping right back in with a voice you've heard on the show before. My boy, Luke Akinsola, coming straight from North Carolina, where he just saw maybe the greatest rapper of this generation, Kendrick Lamar, live in concert in Charlotte last night, the Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers tour. Uh, I just saw him last week in Tampa, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about. The set was incredible so many things to get into luke how's it going let me get your first thoughts just off the top first initial reactions to what stood out morning after you're dealing with the post-concert depression you had that super high you were on the floor you were right there some of your videos were insane kendrick was with his michael jackson glove was basically touching you uh (laughs) what were some of your first reactions and we'll get you know a little deeper dive into some of the elements of the show because it really was like a play-like production it was so much more than just a rap concert yeah bro it was insane i I don't know how i'm currently working right now or i'm getting anything (laughs) done at the moment or i guess we're not working i'm not working because i'm chopping it up with you but um yeah man it was it was crazy. Um, just, yeah, being right there front and center, uh, first of all, was uh, something I was like, you know what? Like, this is a once in a generational type of artist. So, like, I don't mind showing out some bread to, you know what I'm saying, see him up close. Like, I'm not trying to be, you know, in the stains or be, like, in the nosebleeds to, to see something. Like, I want to be close. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, man, like, I, I, I think... It's interesting uh, because any rap show I go to, specifically like J. Cole, Dollar in a Dream, 2014, it was like popping like when he, uh, this was right before, or I guess it was after Board Center, right after Board Center, he went around the country, ticket sales were a dollar to, to get, get into the show. Um, but like at that venue, it was just, no one does that anymore. <laughs> yeah. It was just, <laughs> it was incredible. Um, like just, just the vibe, like the atmosphere is very, very, um, personal. Um, just what, you know, it was like a thousand people in the venue. Um, but like, that's the best rap show I've ever been to best yeah. concert I've ever been to. And I, I think obviously with the stadium tour or stadium show is going to be a lot different. But I, I think Kendrick, you know, he he gets right into it. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of conversation in between songs, explaining inspiration behind, you know, all the different songs that were on his list. He just gets right into it, which I think is, you know, his personality. Like, he's not going to be out here. Like, you don't see him doing uh, press runs and he's not on The Breakfast Club or whatnot. So um, I respected that. Um and I think, like, honestly, man, a takeaway just from last night, like, I've been texting some of my boys, like, Gen Z is popping, yo. <laughs> like, Gen Z, like, <laughs> like, honestly, like, I, I, I get frustrated with just, just to be completely honest, the, the lack of awareness um, and just some, some uh, covert racist and prejudice tendencies by majority culture, at least like in my community. And like Gen Z, they're going to eradicate that, man. Like they are for the culture. They're like out here doing like the most, but like I respect it, having a good time. Um, 
and like bro, I was I was, I was holding my own, you know, um, in the mosh pits, but they I, I couldn't hang, bro. <laughs> I, that's actually one of the topics I wanted to get into was because we'll just do it now before we get into the set list. Um, I was kind of shocked, like walking up. I went with my brother and sister who are okay. uh, 17 and 15. So they yeah. are the definition of Gen Z. Uh, they they literally teach me things. You know, I feel so old being 27, even though we're young. It's like sometimes I throw out a word. And I'm like, have to ask them what the heck does it mean? Or, you know, <laughs> what is this TikTok trend or whatever? So they keep me young. And educated on some of the things that I don't know. But my first reaction walking into the arena was like, oh, this crowd's younger than I would expect. And like they mm-hmm. were kind of looking around, they're like, oh, I didn't really notice. Like it seems different age groups. And I was like, no, I feel like a little bit on the older end, which let me let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. Did you look in the stands and like how how's the spread as far as just the age range with with the people? Or I, I don't know where you were sitting exactly, but like just like throughout the venue. Yeah. So I was basically like at the the club level seats so it's like the second deck but like pretty good pretty yeah. good seats but yeah. not like on the floor you know mm-hmm. but just walking in like the age range i thought it was a little bit i mean there was a obviously a range the oldest i probably maybe you know people in their 30s and stuff there's like a couple a few couples in there the couple that came and sat next to us were some drunk has been a couple who was one his guy was really into it and the girl was just like there for a good time you know <laughs> you could tell like the guy would get up for all the old songs he knew none of the new album but anytime a, one of the older songs came up he got up so hype was bumping into me i was like okay dude it's uh, you're having a good time but like you just could tell like this guy was you know there to more to be seen you because he knew some of the old kendrick songs and just just trying to bring his girl to impress her yeah and so there was like that age but then like everyone else was almost like I said, I felt like a little bit older for the group, which was interesting because you know, Kendrick is what he's like, oh, is he 40? He's over 40. Uh, he's right? 35. 35. Oh, he's only 35. Mm-hmm. But still, it's you know, it's not like this SoundCloud generation, as they call it, the mumble rappers, the kids yeah, who you like are up there and you're like, oh my God, this kid's younger than me. You know, even like Travis Scott is on the older end of that spectrum of what's really popular. You know, we're talking about Cardi and all those guys. For sure. So I was a little bit surprised because, you know, Kendrick popped off. He really blew up when we were like in high school and stuff like way back then in college. Yeah. So he's been around a minute. So to have his most, well, not his most because to Pimp a Butterfly won a Pulitzer Prize, but to have one of his most like it's crazy socially conscious albums, I guess, or have an album that's so, you know, doesn't really have a radio hit. It doesn't have, um, I mean, he threw on Kodak Black, but he doesn't have like a lot of like mainstream sounds on there. You know, it's very introspective. He's talking about his dealings with like what he's gone through in therapy and this and that is, you know, it's it's heavy topic matter. Yeah. To have that album bring out this generation. And my brother is a spitting example of he knew every word. Bro, it's like bars, you know, fifty-year-old white kid, and like he do more words than I do did about the album that came out a couple years ago, and it's just amazing how that this type of album was able to resonate with that generation that most people kind of assume is you know just here to rage and they're all about K-pop and this, and they have no attention span, and to have the attention span to learn these like really intricate lyrics of a hour-plus album was really interesting to me. Yeah, bro. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I think like two things or two points, um, just from, um, you saying what you say, 
what you saying what you just said that that come to mind like i think uh first of all charlotte i'm in charlotte and um uh, it's an interesting place man you mentioned that there are people um like in their 30s or and whatnot like in tampa and um yeah like they're they're couples in like their mid 50s like right. even 60s uh to be real and i don't know I, I was like that's that's when you know and like when you think about it like 10 plus years kendrick kendrick has been relevant so and like a lot has happened in a 10 11 year span so i i think yeah. like it, it's just a, a testament of like his true artistry and like how if you're authentic to your craft and you present your true self and your music, like you're going to attract all different types of people. Um, I think secondly too, um, shoot, I lost my uh, train of thought. Um, So while you regain your train of thought there. Yeah. I think the generation thing, one of the fascinating things you said too, was about the, uh, how they're going to kind of eradicate some of those, racial tendencies and stuff that you were talking about of some of the stereotypes and things like that of just like how they're ingrained into the culture and how this generation, despite their, I don't know, lack of, which I think is more of just like a teenager thing. It's just being young, right? You don't really care about other people. You're less aware of what's going on. You know, you're more likely to just bump into somebody and not apologize because you're a young kid. You're so kind of focused on yourself. Yeah. But to have that ability of like come together and I see it, you see it all the time. I think that's kind of one of the reasons that I love going to concerts so much is you see so many of those things get stripped down and just people unified by like the same song and yeah. coming together with that same music. And is it's kind of like because there is a little bit like not to stand on my soapbox and be an old guy and like these young whippersnappers aren't <laughs> all they're cracked up to be because they are doing a great job of kind of eliminating those things and being more open to people but they're still you like you look on the internet and they are like the internet generation and like internet comment sections are still the worst place in the world and you know they're <laughs> trying to dox people and cancel people at all this crap so it is nice to see that them in person like in real life they, they are you know like so much as the internet comment section there is still parts of it where you know i mean i stood in line and got a shirt with my siblings but there's still a lot of that. That merch line was so long, you know, people yeah. don't really care. They're shelling out, they're buying a bunch of shirts and they kind of all like starting to dress the same because of TikTok mm-hmm. and because, you know, like the internet and globalization and stuff like that. It's, sure. it is interesting to see like how they are still, still acting in some of the same ways, even though they claim to be so different. Yeah, no, I, I got my, my thought back just with the Gen Zers um, and the younger generation. I think, why another reason why they like you saw like there are definitely a lot of young fans especially like on the floor at at the show um like this was definitely his most vulnerable piece of work like he was very introspective like you mentioned and um yeah it was definitely um peeling off a lot of layers um with you know daddy issues like um lust issues um this that and the third and I, I think like yeah mental health has become like that conversation has become like trendy in like a good way but you know like it, it's just we're talking about it a lot more and I, I think like this is really 
a lot of what Gen Z knows. So I, I think they're able to identify with like the message just because they're kind of coming into their own, you know, as they're hearing like this, you know, main A-list hip hop act um, through the airwave. So um yeah, man, it's it's neat to see. And I, I, I respect it. I'm here for it. And just kind of like to your point, too, it's funny. Like, I, I bought the ticket and went dolo. Like, I went by myself. I was like, man, like, yeah. y'all not trying to draw bread with me, like my friends. Like, cool. Like, I'm not missing out on this. So uh, first time going to a concert by myself, honestly, like. It's definitely like, underrated, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's a move, bro. Like, straight up, it's a move um and there were like so many people like i i i saw a shout out to moses um moses masulu um we went to school with them but saw moses there with some friends and hung out with him for a little bit um but um yeah outside of that like chilled for the most part by myself and they're like mad people just like coming up to me like i was wearing a dodgers hat they're like yo like are you from la i was like Nah, like <laughs> they're just my initials <laughs> um but uh um, at least you have a reason though yeah you don't nah. reply when you say like no i don't care about baseball yeah yeah um but um yeah man i i think kind of like to your point just yeah bro like people like are actually like especially in that type of setting like they want to get to know you you know yeah. and I, I think that's neat it's the easiest place to make friends for sure if you're by yourself which you right, would so be yeah uh, i've said it many times on this podcast and to people in person it is heavily underrated as soon as you find someone who's done it too you like have that little bond and because it also gives you like a sense of self-satisfaction because so many people think that's one of the few places they can never go alone Mm -hmm. once you do it you like kind of feel empowered in a way it's cool yeah for sure for sure all right so the set is immediately the stage spoiler i mean if you're listening to this you probably have already seen him or not planning to see him or type who doesn't look at the set list so spoiler alert if you made it this far and don't want specifics ruined and you're just planning on seeing him but stage huge setup he's got like a really long runway it's got multiple big kind of like square setups in it the main stage has this huge curtain that i thought they used really cool in ways they were projecting things onto it kendrick's out there which i didn't find until like i was like this he's playing this couple songs in because i've seen him once before but it was at a small festival in atlanta years ago i think it was like 2013 so it would have been like good kid mad city era he came out with a band it was on the smallest stage at the festival played like four songs went off came off the stage and we're like is that it is it over came back on played like two more songs then like left i was like okay so it was like cool it was like when he was out there because it was always cool when you see a rapper with a live band sets him apart because you know most just have a dj they have a backtrack and this time I was like a couple songs in and he's out there on the stage by himself with the dancers. And I was like, okay, he doesn't have the live band anymore. It's a bigger show. There's more production. And then like a couple songs in, I was listening. I was like, that's a live instrument. Like he pulled out the piano. Yeah. I was like, is he actually playing or is he just like screwing around? And I was like hearing the notes like, no, someone, at least even if it's not him, like yeah. somebody's playing that piano live. And I noticed like, I don't know if you could see it easier because you were on the floor. I noticed like tucked away in the dark corner, there was like a guy drumming. I was like, oh, there's the live band. Like, and that immediately, even though I was having a good time already, like dramatically uplifted the show again in a way I was like, oh, this is a whole production. Like, even though they're tucked away in the corner, this is a different type of rap show. Like you were talking about some of the best rap shows you've seen, some of the best concerts with J. Cole and stuff. That 
kind of element, like bumped it over and the rest of the show, I think this was the best rap show I've ever seen. Like Damn, Travis bro. Scott's Astro World was amazing just on a production level and energy. Um, Eminem, not going to lie, I saw him headline Lollapalooza. Had some expectations going in because, you know, being a, a white kid of our generation, I loved Eminem. But he was so much fun, like blew me away. He also had a live band. Who else? Tyler, the creator, blew away my I had like low expectations for him just because I'm not as into him as most people who were going to a show were. And I was blown away by the energy there. But Kendrick had a different level. I still haven't seen Kanye because because it's Kanye. We yeah. Know what happens there? But <laughs> Kendrick set himself apart. Just that elements of with the dancers, with the stage, the production, some of the ways they use the projections and just the elements to it, no pun intended, to the show with the band were amazing. How did some of the stage production, the show production, and those things come across to you? Yeah, I, I think uh, I noticed that with the the drummer too. Um, like it was at the Spectrum Center and like obviously like uh, stadiums, their their tunnels, um, like locker room area type deal. And um, yeah, dude, it, it's 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 wild. Like I, I think when people talk about Kanye, they talk about just how meticulous he is and how like every detail has to be exactly like he wants it. And he'll be super over the top with just how he sees things in his head. So in his head, like he wants to execute that out. Um, And I think Kendrick is, is of a similar vein on, I feel like most artists, especially of that, caliber like you kind of have to be uh to to be at that level but I, I think it really came out in a neat way um last night during the show uh, or for the show I, I think um yeah I love kind of uh, I think they played all right um not trying to jump ahead of the conversation but like they played all right and then kind of like had the um yeah the cube thing yeah yeah which was dope I thought that was cool Yeah, just for like an explanation, like there was a kind of like a like a hermetically sealed type of tube case thing, like a cube. It looked like an ice cube, but it was like a plastic thing that at first was just hovering over the stage, came down and like went over Kendrick and some dancers. And they basically did like a live COVID test and then like filled up with smoke, lights and stuff. He did a couple songs in it. And then the thing rose up like the stage lifted. So he was elevated, which was really cool. And like back down. So that was kind of like a cool stage production element that you didn't even notice at first. And then you notice one element and then like another part of it. And like you said, it was just so meticulous, right? Like it, even though it's just a cool thing, like, oh, let's, what if the stage moves up? And that's something you might have seen before in other concerts. But he like added a different kind of meaning to it in a way. Yeah. And the steppers were fire, bro. Like they they added so much to the show um the dancers i guess um because yeah they they're they're perf- like I, I don't know how he found them but like they they just added so much uh value to the overall production and mm-hmm. yeah man i again like i just like it was not it was a performance like i i thought i was like at a um like a play honestly yeah. like i i really felt like i was like at a theater and like i was watching you know, a, a Broadway type of play, just the way everything was set up and orchestrated, man. It was, uh, yeah, bro, honestly, like not even trying to be, and like, I'm still kind of on this post-concert high, but um, yeah, man, like definitely, definitely the best big venue 
uh, concert I've ever been to. Yeah. And then, so like the first part of the set, he comes out, he starts with United and grief. And like I said, there's like, you're talking about the steppers come out. And I thought that was honestly one of their best moments. They kind of had like a March little thing going before Kendrick comes out. That was really dope. Mm -hmm. Uh, He jumps into United and grief and then goes right into N95 kind of changes the element, you know, starts with a little bit of that introspection. And like the piano part was really cool to me. And then, um, it kind of ties it all together because at the end he ends up back on the piano and is like playing it and it's kind of like a more intimate moment and like these lights come down out of nowhere that you're like those were there the whole time why wasn't he using those earlier so mm-hmm. it was really cool um then he kind of he went into n95 then into element brings back an old track it was a good balance because he plays basically the whole album of mr morale and you always kind of when you're going to see an artist at this level who's had enough of a discography to have like throwbacks it's, you kind of always have that balance of like all right don't play too much of the new stuff you know but he thought i thought he did it in such a way that was really impressive to kind of like keep the crowd going and played enough of the old stuff and mixed it in in a way so he like he went in element back to worldwide steppers backseat freestyle rich spirit and that was kind of like the first break into like the first interlude i thought of course, backseat freestyle was sick. You know, that was crazy. the pyros going in. <laughs> yeah, was, that was wild, bro. What was some of your like highlights of the first little section when you're kind of like taking it all in of like, oh, this is gonna be a show? Yeah, not real quick. Like, what what did you think? This was like my first kind of like moment that I jotted down in my head. What did you think of the puppet that he had? Yeah, it's I mean, because <laughs> it starts like that way like it's the first thing you see and i kind of like get like some of the interest like the the elements to it i think part of me was a little like oh that's cool and you kind of hope it like doesn't last the whole time i know at least for me specifically there was a little bit i have a little bit of pre like conceptions to it because coldplay on their current tour has a thing where they're doing with puppets and reading about it before going to the show i'm like this is dumb like why why are they having puppets out there like just you guys are one of the greatest bands in the world like just sing or whatever and then when i saw it live i was like okay i kind of get it It wasn't my favorite part of the show but you know i kind of like understood so i had seen oddly i've seen like puppets used in concerts before so i kind of had a like okay whatever like i'm not trying to judge the artist why what did you think yeah no i I could have done without it uh, yeah. I could have done without, uh, but yeah, again, it's like, bro, like I, I'm such a stand man. So like anything that you like, I, I just respect and everything that he does has so much meaning and um, yeah, there's just like a lot of purpose behind it. But um, that specifically, I was like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me continue to vibe out. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, that's what I did. I think bro, when he played, I forget what song he played before. I have to go back and look at my phone. But like when he went into Element. Yeah, it was uh, at 95 into Element. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went into Element and like, yeah, bro. Like they, like the place went crazy. Um, Special Center, like it was like, sheesh. Um, and like, honestly, I forgot about that song on Damn. Uh, yeah. Which is crazy because it's, it's, it's hard. It's such a good track. Um, I the same way with DNA too. Like, yeah mm-hmm. i don't that, know why but dna was the one like stuck out like from the whole show i was like how did i forget about that song mm-hmm. like the songs i was listening to it on repeat yeah fire um but yeah no element when he 
um, went into that. That was just such a, a good moment. Um, backseat freestyle, like you mentioned, that that was with the lights. Um, and like, I, I think, like I, <laughs> like I was talking to one of my friends last week and she was like super preppy, like white chick. Like it was very like, has a good palette when it comes to music, but she was like, yeah, like what's that one song by Kendrick Lamar? It was backseat freestyle. So I feel like even for the people that aren't necessarily she was probably introduced to it when Taylor Swift wrapped it. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I think that's one that's one song that it, that sticks with people that are kind of like outside of the rap bubble as far as fanhood goes. So that was also an awesome moment. Um I'm trying to think of um loyalty. Um yeah, that that was a that was a fan favorite as well. Uh, Money trees, my yeah. goodness, money trees, man! Like I, and like I went back on YouTube this morning. I was like, did y'all like did they drop a video for this? Um, and they didn't. But like, I was like, yo, that just took me back to like a whole different lifetime, man. Yeah, it's also uh, my favorite Kendrick song. It, it's so good. It's so good. I was hyped. I could tell because there's moments too where like. A song comes on, right? And obviously there's the big ones that everyone gets hyped for, but there's some where you can always hear like someone gets like super hyped for, you know, mm-hmm. like that's their song. And there's ones where like everyone is hyped, but there's like you can always like see someone around you like, oh, this is my song. Like that mm-hmm. was me on Money Trees. I like couldn't wait yeah. for him to play that. So then the, awesome. the next section, and when I say like there's a pause and an interlude, like you said, it's kind of like a play, right? Because I mean, I don't know if this was intentional and obviously Kendrick's one of those artists who, like you said, doesn't speak a lot. So he kind of leaves it up for your interpretation. But you know that there's definitely something he was thinking in his head because he put so much thought into it that I felt like, especially because in that middle section, he played so much of his older stuff. That it was a little bit of like coming out onto the scene, you know, getting the crowd hype, but also just kind of like him expressing himself just starting out like where he came from before he got to there and then that middle section was all about when he found money when he found when he was dealing with those lust issues when he was at the top you know doing some of that big like oh i'm one of the biggest rappers in the game i'm one of the biggest music artists in the game like kind of that era of kendrick of Mm -hmm. where he was dealing with that stuff and honestly it was some of the most type parts of the show which makes a lot of sense you know he's Mm -hmm. kind of you're like on that high and it was humble and then you threw in Mad City in there, which is again is one of the greatest live songs. Just that, yeah, 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 is <laughs> that unison of the crowd going together is crazy. Um, he threw in, you know, "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe," which I thought was my favorite part with the involving the dancers, where he's kind yeah. of like going around by himself, and there's like one woman in red who's just like following him around, and I thought it was a really cool element of him like trying to escape that like you know lust that he talks about so much. In his albums i thought that was really deep, bro cool i didn't even catch that and then but my favorite part of that middle section before he kind of gets into it's like that section and then the next section's kind of like goes really hard and then at the end it kind of gets back to like some of what miss morale is talking about so that middle section my favorite part though was king kunta that's when i really knew like this dude's playing <laughs> with a live band it just had a funk to it that didn't you know doesn't really come across in most hip-hop you don't hear a lot of songs like that anymore. And live was even more so of like, this is doesn't belong in this era. You know, it was like of a different time, but he brings it together. And me and my brother were going him and after that song, and we were like, that song slaps. Like, why don't more people talk about that song? 
Yeah, no, that, yeah, I, I think, like, he was really the, even with um, All Right, and I think that kind of comes after this middle section, yeah. um, but just, like, the jazzy chords, and I, I remember um, just, like, hearing, like, specifically with that song, kind of, like, to your point about King Kuta, um, just, like, Pharrell, kind of, like, the, the but, 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 yeah. And just like the horns, the drums, and like what was this 2013, 2014, 2015? Um, yeah, like very like low end theory esque, like a tribe called Quest. Like it just mm-hmm. very like the Afrocentric type of hip hop. Um, which to hear 20 plus years later, and then nowadays in, in 2022, like it's just yeah, like not many artists. I feel like have that in their bag and I don't think anybody can execute with that type of production with that specific sound like Kendrick can. Yeah. So definitely adds a ton, especially in person. My goodness. Yeah. And then the next section, and when I'm talking about like these little pauses and breaks and stuff, like you were talking about earlier, how he's not the type, you know, like Tyler, the creator is really good on stage because he tells stories, you know, he kind of like calls people out from the crowd. He'll go on a rant about something and it's funny like he's almost you know like a stand-up comedian anyway he's entertaining in that way obviously Kanye West was famous for his on-stage rants you never knew how long they would go on um, a guy like Paul McCartney has his set stories that he tells and like adds a little bit to the music you know as he catches his breath Kendrick Lamar does not do that the man spits every bar of every line it's like insane how he just goes from like track to track like doesn't skip a beat i don't know how this man still has breath and this <laughs> section right here was like really just showed that of like dna into count me out money trees brings out love into all right was just mind-blowing of no breaks just spitting like every line the only time i've ever seen anything like close to it was watching kanye west 2011 coachella set where he's out there just sweating and he's spitting every bar like no breaks but this was the most impressive like breath performance i've ever seen from a rapper live is that is the kanye um reference you just made is that when he like ran across the screen or the stage uh during touch the sky or was that a different festival uh i think it might have been different yeah i think it might have been a different one okay dang i'm tripping um but dude yeah no i so i was watching a, a video of kirk franklin uh at a he's touring with maverick city right now it's like a christian collective um but um like they just uh he's on the shade room of course the shade room just anytime they can try to get clout they will but like (laughs) bro can really move and he was out there like doing his little two-step twisting and twirling and some chelsea boots um (laughs) and yeah bro like they're like these dudes are and ladies also like they're athletes in their own right you know like that that is not easy to have the breath control to have the recall the memory to you know articulate your lyrics in the same way you are in the booth while you know trying to be a showman um it's it's a lot man and uh yeah it's 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 impressive honestly it's it's so impressive and then the last section goes into mirror loyalty silent hill brings out keen who opened who, if you want to say a couple things about Keem, I was blown away. Baby Keem is going to be here for a while. He is yeah, definitely nah, he, of that next generation. Mm-hmm. Dude can spit. He can perform. He held his own on the stage with Kendrick going back and forth. That song was one of the highlights, which was crazy considering 
Kendrick's catalog. And then he ends with Crown, Mr. Morale and Savior, which is a lot more of, you know, not he doesn't end with one of his popular songs, which is kind of out of left field, something only an artist that big can do. And you're looking at the set, you're just like, oh, he ends with that. But it was really cool in the moment because he ends like I was talking about back on the piano. It's like just him. And, you know, that message of I'm so iconic. You all are here to see me. You put me on this stage, but I'm not your savior. And like that kind of message of that perspective was really cool and how it ended. And he's on the piano and it disappears into the ground. And that was curtains fall. And like you said, it was like a play. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, no. And like just to to hit on Keem real quick, like he he's really him. Uh, He's really him. And like I, I didn't like his latest project. I, I it was OK. You know, I, I just me personally, like it, they're obviously family ties is a, a smash. Uh, but overall, you know, um, you know, he, he just has a lot of pressure with, you know, kind of him being the highlight of, of PG Lang and just, yeah. um, you know, this new uh, label and just a lot of eyes, a lot of attention is going to be on him. But I, I think he's definitely going to live up to it. Um, and like his fans, man, like to be real, like there are mad people that ask me, like, who are you here to see? Kendrick? Yeah. I was blown away. Like, what? (laughs) Like, what are you talking about, yo? Like, so I I think that just speaks to, you know, just kind of like his his style, his voice, so unique. I think his, yeah, bro, I I think, and like Kendrick's literally the perfect person to kind of like guide him um, as he continues. But I I, I think sky's the limit for sure. He'll, he'll, He'll definitely be around for a minute. Yeah. All right, that kind of wraps it up. Before we get out of here, favorite song from the set. You only get one. Dang, B. Uh, While you think, I'll go first. I think I'd probably... Money Trees is my favorite Kendrick song, but I think live at the show, my favorite moment was DNA. I was just blown away by, like, spitting. Everyone was going ham, forgot how hard that song went, some of the elements that went behind it. I thought that was, like, really, like, where the crowd was peaking before, yeah like all right and stuff so i think yeah maybe pick one dna yeah no nah, um i hear that i think oh, frick just one all right i yeah. think all right like people there people kept on talking about, all right all right in the crowd and when the da, 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 yeah. was that drop like it just the place went crazy so sure. uh yeah all right for me yeah it is great when there's when the crowds are all when the crowd starts chanting for like one song the whole time and then the artist like finally because you know they're like teasing it and they finally like deliver that is a good mm-hmm. that build up's crazy yeah that first that initial reaction like when the crowd like when the first song comes on and like that note and you hear that oh like that one <laughs> pop is so great there's only like a few songs you know usually every artist usually has one that can do it and that moment is so cool mm-hmm. all right so that wraps it up luke i appreciate you joining me you got to get back to work doing fun things that hmm. wraps up the uh Big Steppers tour, Kendrick Lamar and Baby Keem review. Uh, if you like that, I might be doing a couple more. Hopefully, I get to the weekend tomorrow. Maybe Bad Bunny on Friday. Maybe I'll get some reviews of those if I make it there and the concert tickets aren't too expensive, which they are. But we never. there's nothing better to spend money on, right? Yeah, no, definitely worth, worth every penny, no matter how much bread you drop. Exactly. All right, Luke, I appreciate you joining me. Appreciate the time. That is the Kendrick Lamar review. Please join us next time. Listen, rate, review, subscribe, whatever, all the good stuff. Tell your friends, the Course of Course podcast. See you next time.